Hello. Hello. And welcome to season two. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, Hello and welcome back. Yeah. It's just Big D and the Goosh. And the Goosh on the Steve. Okay. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Welcome to season two, episode 18 of Arrow, chapter and verse. Uh, today we're, we're talking about Supergirl season two, episode 20, City of Lost Children. Yes. Which... Honestly, doesn't quite work for the the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, you could you could say that there's a part at the end where yes, it does, but then it also kind of doesn't. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch, but we're um, or we're out, we're out with Guardian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. Glad I remember that. Yes, we start out with Guardian, and uh, you know it's in the night. On the, night. on the mean streets of National City. And uh, there is a woman who is walking by herself, and a guy is following her from... Following her, and then she walks into an area that, like, it gets narrower. And yeah, it's, it's like it's one a, of those when you're, you're walking past construction, and there's, like, work above, so there's the, like, uh, scaffolding. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, and she goes, like, as she gets to the end of that, here comes a, here's another guy. Yeah, and yeah. they... And one of the guys is like, what's the hurry? Or why so fast? Or one of those things that yeah. those guys say. And then Guardian jumps in and... and he just he, starts whooping ass. He, he beats up on one guy. And the other guy, the blonde one who talked, just stands there. Yeah, and lets him beat up on the bald guy with the goatee. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns around and starts beating up on the blonde guy. And the woman is just laying there on the street as she got, like, when it, the fight started, she got thrown to the ground, and, and she never moved. Yeah, and then, like, the bald guy comes back, and James hits him on the chin with the shield. Yeah. And that guy stays Takes up. It. He took it. And these are, as far as we know, just normal, Normal guys. Yeah. James beats up on him a little more, and he stays down, and then James goes to the woman, and she's freaked out and is scared of James. Yes. Now, this is a trope. That happens, and I can understand why Guardian would look menacing. Uh huh. But he did just beat the crap out of the two guys who that were attacking her. It's it's a little weird. It's it would be more like I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't buy it in this situation. I buy it in other situations yeah. where the attack the the guy who's helping out is say a, I don't know a vampire or a gargoyle or something. You know right. You but know, we but. As far as I know, National City knows of Guardian. I think so. Yeah, he's been, he's in, been reported he's on. He's been in the papes. Yeah. But she is just like, no, ah! she will not be consoled. No. Yeah. And and she just runs away. Yeah. And cut to. Well, Wynn's like, what's what's going oh, on? That's right, that's... And James is just standing there and says, she just ran away. That's. Uh, yeah, drinking his super soda. Yeah. Cut to... Cut to... Restaurant. Restaurant. Uh, oh, outside restaurant. Lunch. Yeah. Carrie, and Cara, Cara, Cara and, and Lena are having lunch. And talking... There's there's not much to... It, it's really just Lena sort of telling Cara what's been going on, that she's been working with a mentor, that and she's really excited about it. And that's Wait, basically... But they start with the also important... Uh, <laughs> discussion of boy bandage <laughs> they not 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 a, not a bandage not a you'd band- use on a boy <laughs> no but, but boy bands boy bands and they're talking about jt justin and, timberlake and a and and whether you would rather see an in sync reunion well i think they first talk about how he's holding up said reunion oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and because uh, he's on a boat no that's a different thing no, no, yeah. that was just dick in a box. That's right. His dick was in a box. It's true. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was bringing it on down to Omniville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and whether that whether she, Kara would prefer to see an in sync reunion or Brittany and Justin JT get back together. And Kara can't answer that question because apparently Brittany and Justin are OTP. Yeah. And I mean, look, I've got OTPs. I've got OTPs for shows. 
I've got OTPs for people who don't actually exist. <laughs> I think it's a little weird to have OTP for celebrity couples. Well, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know what OTP is. One true pairing. Oh. Yes. Except, of course, for... No. What? Not even, no, it's... You down with OTP? Yes, you know me. <laughs> No. Okay. So, again, learn something new. Yeah. I didn't know what OTP is. Yeah. And, and and now we all know what OTP is. So that's that's a thing that, and and then we discuss how happy Lena is doing her new stuff, and then she gets a call and yeah, she wants to. Oh yeah. Kara asks who's the new mentor and what she's doing. Well, she yeah. asks what's what she's doing, and, and Lena's, Lena's like. I don't want to tell you yet. And then Kara gives her a look, and then no. Lena's like, what about quantum tunneling? And what do you know about it? And Kara's just like, I don't know nothing. Who's a kind of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Raina calls, and uh, Lena goes to answer it. And that's the end of lunch. And again, here's a moment where... Kara has super hearing. Yes. So I guess she doesn't eavesdrop on friends most of the time, except when she needs to because of plot. Exactly. Yeah. It's convenient when plot doesn't want her to as well. Yes. But she didn't hear it from us. Yes. So uh, we. Go- That's the, the farmer's market? Is it the farmer's market or is it the restaurant? No, it's still day, so we it's go farm, farmer's, farmer's so market. Simmons Square. Simmons Square. And uh, Wynn is trying to give James a pep talk. Um, James is like, people just see the Guardian as scary. That's been happening a lot more lately, which would be great if we'd seen it happening right. more than once. More than once. Um, like, just... But we take his word for it. We take his word for it. And uh, in the middle of this pep talk... Um, just waving my hands. Waving my hands in the middle. In the middle of this. In the middle of this pep talk, uh, we see a woman looking confused. She staggers into Simmons Square. A cop goes after her, but no sooner does he do it than her eyes glow purple and she floats three feet up to the ground. And telekinetic chaos ensues. Yes, shit is flying everywhere. Yeah, and James saves a couple people. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Do we? Does it stop as suddenly as it begins, or do we? Cut There's away? a question as as to where she went, right. but I don't think we cut away. I think that we were just looking at other people, other things happening around the square, and she disappeared. And she disappeared. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then we cut away to the DEO. I think. Okay. Yeah. Is it the DEO or is it restaurant with Lena and whatever? It, let's do restaurant. Okay. Let's do restaurant. Okay. It's restaurant with Lena and Rhea. Guess what happens at this scene? <laughs> it's not much. No, no. They're just you know, uh, Rhea's giving Lena yet another pep talk and of how proud and smart she is yeah and all this stuff and that yeah i know it failed but it'll be okay right oh and it should be mentioned that before the thing at simmons square there we did cut to l corp and they tested the um the 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 gate thing that they were building and it failed do we do we see them yeah, we Did saw them fire it. Okay. We saw them fire it up, and it, and it like a and then, and then boom. boom, yeah, and then because that was that was again one of those scenes that was probably simultaneous yeah. with the Simmons Square yeah. event. Now it's also interesting because, well, I'll hold off on yeah. that, but I'll hold off. Yeah, I'll hold off. I'll talk later. <laughs> well, I'll talk now and then later. I'll talk now and later. Let's talk now and later. How Ooh. long has it been since you've had one? Recently, oh. I've had my boss, like, uh, I want to say around Valentine's Day, or maybe, no, it was before that, bought in some Nowlators. Huh? They were in, like, well, because, oh, I know when it was. It was, exactly, it was Halloween. Uh-huh. Brought in a big bag of mixed candy, and, and there were Nowlators in there. All right. And we were talking about how they were, like, 
these were actually soft like taffy. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> the, the now and laters of our childhood. Where yeah, that which could were break a hard, tooth. Like the mean streets yes. of wherever it was we grew up. It was almost impossible to get the paper off them too. It's, you just had to do the best you could and then you're like, I'm I'm eating some paper. And I know for a fact, like uh I remember clearly uh, a now later pulled out a filling that I had Damn. as I was trying to chill it and it was like and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's dental. So for my younger listeners, if I have any, I don't think I do, but if I have any younger listeners and you don't know what a now and later is, don't bother. <laughs> Go get yourself a Starburst. Hmm? Well, I would say bother if you can find them. Split but, decision here yes. on Arrow Chapter uh, Reverse. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah uh, and I, I, yes, they are called now and laters, but growing up. You would say now or later. <laughs> we did not do that in my neighborhood. We did okay. in Detroit. They were now or later. Okay, and it wasn't until I, you know, was older and looked at the actual package, just like, oh, oh now, now and, and later. later. Yeah, okay. I just like give me some now or later. Yeah, and um, and 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 the Jolly Ranchers stick the. Uh, the, uh, oh, I kind of remember those. Yeah, yeah. The, that would be the candy I would get. I would be hyped on sugar. Oh yeah, but yeah, they were the, they used to be hard candy. Like you could bite them, and if they did break, they would break. Yeah. Now they're so much softer. They're you know they're like they're closer to a taffy. Yeah. To a laffy taffy. A almost. laffy taffy. There we go. Yeah. This has been a discussion of candies of our youths. Yeah, candies of our youths. I could see almost like a soft wash if this were a video. <laughs> Maybe a, sea, a sunset on a beach. Yes, candies of our youths. Uh, but, but, okay. So, Supergirl. Right. Uh, uh, so it's the dinner between Lena and Rhea is just... It's 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 pap. It's yeah. There's yeah. not not much going on. But then we cut to outside, and well, Rhea says her goodbyes, mm-hmm. and she, you know, you'll get them next time, Tiger. Yeah. Uh, Are and, you sure we don't hit the DEO before this? We do not. Okay. Um, and then she goes outside, and Monel is walking down the street eating ice cream cone mm-hmm. and soft serve, soft serve. With sprinkles. With sprinkles. And he gets bumped by a passerby. And he he gets bumped. <laughs> a fellow who can go toe-to-toe with a Kryptonian gets bumped and moves. And for Monel, you'd think it should be a bit where he gets bumped and the guy just stands there looking dumb and then he goes oh and then moves his shoulder but that's right. not what happens yeah no it was yeah he got knocked uh jostled yes jostled and he drops his ice cream right down. and as he you know looks down and then looks up he looks across the street and he thinks he sees his Mom-el. mother Mamel. Mamel. <laughs> and then he and then we that was it. That was it. And then we cut to the, the DEO the next day and he's having win check. Oh no no no. There was a conversation, remember, where uh Jean told James that they didn't need his help, they didn't need Guardian skill set. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So there was a bit at the DEO where they were like they they know what kind of alien this is. This type of alien has both telekinetic and telepathic powers, like Martians. They're bonded telepathically, but they're never one to. They're not. Violent. They're not. They're not violent. And James offers to help, and Jean's like, "Nope, we don't need you." Yep. Well, we need guardian skill set. We'll ask. Get out of here. Run along. Yep. And then from that, we have an internal cut within the DEO, and mm-hmm. Manel is asking when he was like, "So, do you wh- scan?" When yeah, my mom left you. <laughs> Make sure did how do you know? Did, did my mom like did you? Yeah, can you check? Can you again? check again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Win does and is like, yep, nope, mom's not here. Yeah, and Monel's like, good, good, that's, okay, uh, okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. good. Your mom, yeah, your mom's ship definitely left. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere, or whatever, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay. And then, uh, is that when we go 
back to the yes, back mm. to the mean night streets of right. Nashville City, where Guardians a, out on patrol again. A drug deal is going down, uh-huh. and it's a guy and that alien that squeals on everybody. Yes, Squealy the alien. Squealy the alien. I don't know what his name is, but that's what we're calling him. Yeah, yeah. A squealy's just as good as anybody else, right? Ratfink, <laughs> Ratfink the alien. <laughs> so Guardian comes in, beats up the guy selling drugs, and it turns out the alien bought a small bag of pot. Yes, a, a, a bag of pot so small that I thought it would have been something else. Yeah. It was a very tiny bag. Yeah, I thought it would have been pills. Yeah, but it was not. Yeah. It was apparently three very tiny buds of pot. Yes. And he's like, hey, man, it's just pot. Don't you want to know who that alien was that messed up Simmons Square? I know where she lives. Yeah. And then we see James enter a nice family home. Yeah. Um, there are pictures of her and a small child on the wall. And there's there's toys all over the place. Yeah. And James comes upon a young kid a young he, now, now the kid like runs out of a cupboard and runs for the front door and starts frantically trying to get away from guardian because yeah, james is in is, full guardian dressed up as guardian but it's also like james didn't lock the front door it's like the kid has forgotten how to open a door both with his mind and his hands yes but, but we don't yeah we, well we don't know he's no. a, um i think it is we did not mention i don't think that the woman playing the alien was african-american no, and that might yeah. be important because the kid is also African-American. Well, I don't see color. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Patrick Murphy Donahue. Colorblind. Colorblind. No. Uh, no. Yes. She um, and her son are yeah. both African-American. And actually, if you watch This Is Us, he, the kid is one of the kids who plays young Randall. Um, I don't watch This Is Us, so that has no meaning for me. But. So he he plays the um, I'm going to say second to youngest Randall, um, you know, and uh, so yeah, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, and he's you know this was way before that, so uh, well not way, but no, it's a, it's yeah, 20, a couple of years, yeah, a few years ago, um, and. Uh, he is afraid of Guardian. Yeah. And James takes off his hood to show his face and he's saying, I'm not going to, I'm here to help. I'm yeah. not going to hurt you. And the kid, you know, uh, touches James's face and he's looking at him very like um, identifying. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. He, he expresses I, I thought that. for a second he might have been reading James's mind. But I thought I he was going to, too. Yeah. No, I guess that didn't happen. Um, and then I think we cut back to the DEO, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we know we now know that his name is Marcus. His name is Marcus. And he's in an interrogation room because that's what they're trying to do. And Alex is <laughs> Alex has two big cheeseburgers on a plate and she takes a deep bite of one. Yeah. And I know she was doing it to be like, you know, enticing him. Yeah. In a way of like, oh, yeah, let's share this meal. But it really came across like, I'm going to eat these two burgers and you're going to sit here and watch. Yes. But she's as she's doing it, she's saying, mm, you know, wouldn't you like, you know, a burger? And he pushes the plate uh, towards her with his mind. Yeah. And he he's just looking like they're going to describe him as shut down, which is true. Mm-hmm. But he seemed almost catatonic. For most of his first couple of scenes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she goes into like the outer room of the interrogate of the yeah. of the interrogation room, and um, Wynn is there, James is there, and Jean is and Jean is there, and she's explaining that you know he's not responding, he's not you know he's. Like he said, he says he's shut down. Yeah. And she notices that wherever James is in the room is where he's looking yeah. at the wall. So. Wynn compares it to the Mona Lisa, which I understand, but is also a strange <laughs> comparison. It was. <laughs> His eyes follow you everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and. 
James is trying to say that he could help um, that the kid has, you know, is, you know, scared and blah, 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 blah. And needs needs to be somewhere else. And even Wynn is doing some stuff like he has this sort of weak bit about, well, you know, somebody giving me some action figures. You know, I would have rolled over on my dad, you know, when I was 10, I would have rolled on my, over on my dad in a second. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's just like the sense that maybe talking to the kid in a DEO interrogation room is not going to cut it. Right. Um, and I believe, once again, John kind of shuts down. Yeah. Um, James saying, oh, now you're a ch- not only are you guardian yeah. photographer you're also a child psychiatrist yeah and it's like dude you are really yeah it's on like James's come on it's, a, it's also like dude you're not in that you're telepathic you can communicate with a kid on a level that no one else in the deo is capable of and are you choosing to take that option no you're not because the writers are dumb yep they and they could have explained that away so easily of yeah. like i can't read and like this species. Telepathic, like our telepathies clash. It produces yeah. a painful mental static. It's like something. For us both. Anyway, yeah. it's something, but they don't. It would make this kid's head explode. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Have you seen scanners? scanners? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're mentioning it again. Yeah. Check out scanners. Check or or don't. Or don't. Either, either way, we don't care. No. We're not the bosses of you, except when it comes to something we'll talk about during the plugs. Exactly. Right. And this is not a plug. No. No. <laughs> but who knows? So, but... Uh, Jean a- gives in. After after Alex comes out and they point out that the kid's following James. Yeah. Um, and they're like... That there's clearly a connection. Yeah. So James, being the child psychologist that he is, takes the kid to Catco because if there's one thing you want to do with an unfamiliar kid to get him to warm up to you, it's take him to work. Yeah. Where there's a bunch of unfamiliar people. <laughs> but before we get to Kako, yes, we do cut to L Corp and Lena and Rhea. And basically all there's in this scene is they're talking about the failed attempt. And, and they, they have another failed attempt, don't they? Not yet. Oh, I thought they did. Okay. Uh, they, um, the, Lena or Rhea is saying, look, Stop beating yourself up. Stop comparing yourself to your brother. You're not Lex. You're smarter than Lex. You're no, better was, than Lex. No, because remember she had that scene where it's like, what gave it away? The fact that I threw that to the, the table or the sparks. Hmm. Well, remember they they try. They have another. They have a really quick failed attempt, and then Lena throws her tablet onto a table, and then Rhea comes in and says another failed attempt, and Lena says, "What gave it away?" But this time it didn't even fire up. No, it didn't even fire okay. up. Yeah, okay. just so like, yeah, 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 basically yeah. nothing happened. I wasn't counting that. One. Okay, well, yes, <laughs> nothing because happened. there was no cause and effect. Right, uh, there wasn't any cause and effect, which is weird because we don't get the sense that there was much of a success on the first failed attempt, but there was <laughs> a cause and effect. And um, right, well, right. we'll just we'll, we'll just wait. We're wait. We're, we're almost we're, there. We're almost there. Almost there. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're so close. But yes, as you were saying, Rhea is giving Lena a pep talk. Yes, and she's like, don't be like, what would Lex do? Be like, what would Lena do? And Lex is a man, and he's concerned with power. We don't think from our balls. We don't have them. We think from our ovaries, which we have. And it's, She didn't say that. It's, but it's it was, like... But it was very implied. It, it's it's really not the kind of lecture... Well, okay, uh, I'm probably going to... Maybe I should rein myself in. Maybe I should rein myself in before... Or not? All right, look. <laughs> if you're going to say, you can't think like him, he's a man obsessed with power. When you're a woman obsessed with power, I, I think that the thing here is not the difference between the genders as much as it is... Per- obsessed with power right so yeah well yeah. well yeah and and it would have yes saying that lex is coming from a place of power and lena you're coming from a place of um trying to he- he fix the world right you're coming from a place of trying to yeah uh, uh the word I-, I i forget what it was yeah. But it was like it's it Lena balances things, and right. that's what she is. She, so she likes see something's out of balance. Yes. Koyanis Katsi, life out of balance. It's a movie. Uh, <laughs> um, 
But so she's just like, Balance, you're a beautiful genius. Yeah. And so um, she that gives her the inspiration to figure out what's going wrong. Right. So while she is fixing that, we cut back to Catco. Catco. And James is talking to the kid about the different cameras that he has. Well, he's he's introduced James to the kid. He's around. introduced the kid to Kara. He doesn't say anything. And to Miss Tessmacher. He doesn't say anything. And to his cameras. He doesn't say anything. Uh, and one <laughs> of the cameras is the same as uh, the kind of camera that Spider. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But uh, that was used to document uh, the civil rights. Yes. Uh, struggle. Um, one of them is a camera James has for a while, and he says, yeah, my dad gave this to me, and he was a soldier. And then the kid's like, my dad was a soldier. And all he, of a sudden, you can't get this kid to shut up. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that, but there's some weird stuff. Like, we're a planet of pacifists. Okay. Right. Uh, but we um, we got, we fled, my dad died when we were fleeing our planet. How does no have we not has the galactic grapevine not filtered this information down yet? Is that there's a reason that these these folks are on Earth and it's that apparently they had a massive conflict on their planet? Right. Um how is the DEO not more aware of them? Yeah. And then uh there's some more where he talks about getting kicked off other planets, as right. I recall. Yeah. Like they would chase us, we're not bad, but they would chase us and it's like, why do they keep what is happening that everybody is chasing you off of their planets? It's because they're they they've they've got telekinetic powers. So that is one of those I'm I'm just yeah, totally I yeah. uh again, things that could have just easily been added into the exposition and answered these questions, but just a line like you know because we can read people's minds they hate us or something like that yeah. but it's all it's also just like it's it's it, it it seems like we should have gotten that from the briefing at the DEO it's like they're a peaceful people but they had a big civil war on their planet and a lot of them fled right. and they don't they're not really um, cared for as refugees because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Instead, we just get some stuff that seems to conflict with what we originally heard about them. Yes. And so we cut back to Elcorp. And Lena fires up the thing. Yes. And it starts working. And there's a weird turny thing in the lab, which also has for some reason a bunch of chemicals around. It's like it's not just a... Physics and engineering lab. It's yeah. a chemistry lab. Um, and then we cut to the desert where there's a big stargate. Yeah. There's a big purple stargate open. It is straight up stargate. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the purple energy starts to swirl. And then we we cut back to, to Catco. Catco. And, and now he is murder child. <laughs> yes. He is child of... I said... He's a child of the popcorn. Yes. But... He, uh, Patrick did, in fact, say that. Yeah. And I was proud of that. Miss Tessmacher screams and hides under a table. And yeah. James tries to go for him, but the kid bats James away. And shit's Ms. flying Tessmacher screams everywhere. James and shit's flying around. And people are, buildings are falling. And, and like, Monel and Kara comes up. And Monel looks around real quick and says to Kara, go. And she turns around and rips her shirt. And there's an S symbol on her chest. And she flies in. She gets the kid. And she takes him outside. Yep, and she's holding him up in the air. Uh, and then Lena powers off. down. Yes. And as she does, he powers down. Right. So let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. In the failed test, where nothing really happened, uh, the mom went out of control for a couple of minutes seemed like she had that purple glow and was floating in the air and apparently they, it releases some sort of particle that causes this particular type of alien i guess to to go into like a fugue state to go to and and start and like just, just hammering things uh we'll talk about this too right because this should affect all aliens in range shouldn't it should have affected the kid too probably that first well maybe that kid Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he messed up the home. Maybe he did, and we didn't see it. Yeah. Um, but this is this is what we find out, and it's like, okay, well, then why did the first failed test affect the mom for so much? If the kid was, if it's a, if it didn't work, then why? 
why was the mom like because you had that second test where it didn't work and we didn't cut to anybody and nobody seemed to be going out of control right my if i'm remembering correctly yes when the did when they did the first test right well, we didn't see the first test we didn't. No, I don't think we did. I thought we saw. Do you think we saw? I thought we I saw know. the little turbiney thing start, like turn a little bit. Well, maybe it turned a little bit, but we certainly didn't see the big Stargate. No, thing. the Stargate no. we didn't see. So I was led to believe that it's the little turbiney thing that maybe caused the reaction. Maybe I don't know, I don't but know. it it just it was poorly done intentionally. I think. So poorly that, done. So that we don't, I don't think we were supposed to identify or right off the bat identify that it was the machine causing the reaction. I think they were trying to, for a misdirect of here's a new alien yeah. uh, invader. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I will say that the woman, I don't know, for my money, the woman really didn't look like she was much in control of whatnot right no no right. she was yeah she yeah. was walking kind of zombified and then floated yeah 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 um but then you know so the kid comes back to himself and he struggles a little bit and supergirl says no 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 no. i've got you I and, got you. and she looks at catco and this one kid like there are big cracks yeah like catco they are gonna have to shut down uh catco and evacuate everybody and then they're gonna have to like rebuild it yeah yeah it's new building now. yeah you don't just go back to well, unless Supergirl pitches in. Even so, it's like that's a it's a big cracks yeah. and like stuff that it doesn't look like she can fix in a hot oh, second. Oh, it's structural. Yeah, it's definitely structural. It's definitely structural. <laughs> um, so from there, we cut back to the DEO. Yeah, and James's pouting. Um, well, just pout. Yeah, <laughs> but Wynn says that okay, we've tracked out that there's a big, there was a big electromagnetic surge, and that's these ions, and they do these things to these aliens, and you know everybody's like, well, he's in the room, and John's like, our only chance of connecting with him is you, James. And James is like, no, I tried to connect with him, I got two senses out of him. And that's all I got. You, you, you destroyed were right. my building. You don't need me. <laughs> and then Jean runs after him and is like, no, James, we do need you. And James asks, is it because I'm black? Yeah. Which which I I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's a fair question. Because he said, look, you black too. Yeah. Or at <laughs> you least know, you, you look You, you look, look black. black. He's like, you yeah. look as black as I do. Um. But he's like, no, no, this kid has clearly connected with you. Yeah. As, you know, on some level. He sees himself in you or you in him, something like that. that. And let me tell you, when I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and when my daughter was born, my mission was clear. When I joined our police force, and I became the Martian Manhunter. And I'm like, I, I think in the comics you didn't get that name until you came to Earth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so this, this Martian Manhunter is so different than any other Martian Manhunter. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. So James goes in to talk to the kid, and they're having this conversation, and Wynn says the thing about the ions, and uh, Supergirl says, wait, I was just having lunch with Lena, and she mentioned those ions. She said something about those ions. And then she calls, and... I guess because Rhea goes, well, now they surely have to have detected this electromagnetic surge. And I, there's, I, I guess she saw the first test and she saw that alien and she's like, oh, now the DEO will be looking for this type of alien and they'll have connected that alien. to There's, there's a bunch of stuff that we have to assume that she assumes right. in order for it to be making any sense that she's holding Lena's phone. <laughs> well, she, it, yeah, well, she... She sees that it's Kara. Yeah. And I thought maybe just her hate for Kara. Because she hates Kara. She does. And she, you know, so she's like, like you said, 
yes, there's a lot in there of just having to make some leaps and for us to connect dots that haven't necessarily been laid out for us. Yeah. But I, I, I took it as just like, yeah, she figures the plan is far enough along that she can now uh, expose herself. Uh, <laughs> and ex- Please, there are ladies. Expose herself, she does, from top to bottom. Yes. One might say from crown to crutch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize to you. From Not okay. That, ah, no, it's me again. It's yeah, the douche. It's the douche. I thought you were going to say from pie hole to thigh hole. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's way too easy to actually slip into that. Uh, <laughs> and that's what she said. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. All right. Here on the morning douche, we will. <laughs> We're here to clean you out. All right. Oh, that's right. So remember, $6,500, and you can get more of that. And that's a plug. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So she basically has a conversation with Kara where it's nothing but, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. I'm going to ruin your life and the lives of everyone you know like you ruined mine. And when, (laughs) and when they look up at me, and beg me for help, I will look down at them, and I will say, no. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, like... Now, it's mind like, you, she's having this conversation <laughs> on Lena's phone and then, in Elcorp Lab. There are people standing 10 feet from her, and she's not whispering. No, no. And she, yeah, she is, she's like full voice talking. Yeah, and... and just uh, saying how she is going to ruin the earth, ruin Kara, ruin everything. Ru- ru- the cities will burn and children will ask why. Yes. <laughs> and no one says a thing. No, nobody does. And then the phone call stops. And <laughs> Lena, who we have not seen in uh, up until now, but appears to be sitting and working on something. Maybe eight feet away. Turns around and says... Is that my phone? My phone. Everybody says, oh, I was a telemarketer. Telemarketer. Still, don't touch my phone. Yes, why are you why are you answering my phone? You shouldn't do that. No. Now, uh, do me a favor. And I and uh, let's okay. a real time experience. Okay. Call my phone. I'm gonna call your phone. Because I want to see if you can answer my phone if it's locked. All right. And because um, I, you know. Oh, this, there, there it is. This is something that happened. And I was, and I my first question was. Can you unlock someone else's phone just because it's ringing? And I did not know. And well, uh, it's going to take a minute while the calling happens. Oh, here we go. Oh, I was going to say, is it all of the? Uh, you answer. It turns out I can't answer. You can. Oh, yeah. that doesn't seem right. No, but <laughs> I guess it is. But okay, so that's a that's a glitch in the system. Although I will raise one further question. My one further question is uh, why exactly why why uh, is Lena Luther, tech CEO extraordinaire, separated from her phone at any point? Just willy nilly. It's just. But anyway, this is a. This is a dumb scene. <laughs> like it's a dumb. Like honestly, Rhea should be taking the call in the bathroom, and she should be checking the stalls to make sure that no one else is in yeah. there. Or at least walk, pick up the phone, walk away from where it was, and you know, sequester herself a bit. Yes. And no sooner does that dumb thing stop than we're treated to another dumb thing at the DEO, where Carr says, can you trace the call? And Wynn says, no, there was too much electromagnetic interference, which didn't do a thing to the quality of their call. Yes, because Rhea's rant was crystal clear. (laughs) There was no static. There was nothing. Nothing, no in and out, no... Which electro... Magnetic yeah, interference. interference would, it would absolutely interfere. Uh, it would cause. Yes. It would cause. Dum, dum, dum. Um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, John, um, Jimmy uh, James is working with a kid. And the kid says he's seen where his mom is because they're telepathically linked, but he, don't, he doesn't know how to tell. 
he, them to get there. Right. He could just he take could show them. them. He could show them. So now everybody in the DEO knows that something's going down. So they go to talk to Jean about, you know, this whole plan. And Jean's like, no, I can't let you do it. It's too dangerous. And Wynn's like, ah, you know what? I've got a telekinetic dampener, just like the one we're using in the cage to keep him safe, that should be it's able to work on him and his mom. Portable. And Jean's like, no, it's still not safe. I can't let you go. And James is like, remember how you told me that when your daughter was born, you knew what you had to do? You knew what your mission was? This is my mission. I know what I have to do. And Jean goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> so remember... You can if Jean is giving you the runaround because of orders or protocol, you just tell him that it's emotionally important to you. Yes. And his response is Okay. You have to ask twice. Yeah. So James and Wynn and the kid and the portable telepath uh, telekinetic dampener all head somewhere. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. <laughs> Probably not gonna parody that one. No, no. <laughs> uh, but uh then uh, I think we actually stay with them. Yes. Um, yeah, we get to the warehousey looking, looking hideout, a, a abandoned something that they're in, but it's got concrete walls and it's full of pipes. And I was just like, now he's he goes through and he calls Mama, Mama, and I'm like, why are you calling? You don't need to use your voice. But she comes running and she says, Marcus, Marcus, and they <laughs> hug and it's great. And she looks up, and Marcus is like, no, no, they're friends. And she's like, you can't be here. It's too dangerous. And Wynn goes, nope, this baby's going to keep you safe. It's a telekinetic dampener. It'll work on you. And the mom goes, all of us? And then a couple dozen more of these aliens come out of the woodwork. A couple dozen more of these aliens who apparently caused no telekinetic havoc yeah. In the last couple of days. That anybody noticed. Nobody nobody noticed anything that they caused. Because the only one they focused on was the mom. And then the kid. Didn't. And that's it. But again, it makes... You can't do... You have shown a means by which these people would be unavoidably Affected. identified. Yep. And then you go, oops, except only these two people were actually affected. None of these other extras whom we've hired to make sure that the telekinetic dampener doesn't work and give James a, a moment. Now, right. let's go ahead and stay with this right now. We're, we're skipping ahead. We're, like, we're combining things because it's the same scene. Right. So what happens is the thing gets fired up over at Elcorp and all of them start to... Add things... Harmless things start to scoot around the room like we don't see right. big chunks of wall and pipe start to break off like we did at catco right catco and uh catco was trashed and that was just one the that little was, boy that was one small child and he um, was immediately wrecking the place right and here's a couple dozen and when is like the dampener's not working it was only meant to work with two of them and my question is it was meant to work with two of them like, I, I might have two telekinetic criminals in the same place. I better have this thing that is meant to work with two and only two. Yeah. Well, I think maybe... Maybe... Patrick, this show is not about being fair to the writers of the Arrowverse. <laughs> I, you know, I devil's advocate. Okay. You know, I gotta, you know, at least throughout, maybe what they were trying to say is its capacity could be oh. two. Okay. Not that it was made specifically for two aliens, but it could dampen up to two uh, Okay, aliens. all right. But that was not well-defined, if Correct. that was the case. It was poorly phrased. Yes. Uh, and it's not working on this number of aliens. So James is like, well, they're telepathically linked. If I can get through to the kid, then maybe he can get through to the rest of them. Now, this is an involuntary reaction mm -hmm. that is being caused by an external effect that is beyond their control. Yeah. Um, it is, from the way I understood it, essentially going up to an epileptic having a fit and asking them to believe in themselves. Yeah, but this is a common trope. Oh, I know. Of I'm aware. I just don't <laughs> like it. No, it's horrible. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's, it's one of my biggest pet peeves of you're lying to your audience. Yeah. Because you've told us before, 
He can't control it. Yeah. The mom couldn't control it. They normally wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're causing mass destruction. And you want to say, just because you hear this voice saying, fight it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. I, I believe in you. you. Yeah. All, all the things that you'd expect. <laughs> okay, that was another just freaky. Well, I mean, come on. We watch the same thing. And yeah, we but did... that was okay. Anyway, Patrick and I are on the same wavelength. Um <laughs> But yeah, these these the the moments of unison are not planned. Are like not planned the, or the scripted. O- the only planned one is the one where we talk about politics and the clink tank. Yes. That's it. Yes, that is a, that that's when you know to say that. Yes. You know, we, it's like an all call. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but James does one of those speeches, and the kid does Come fall out. out of it, and he manages to drag everyone else out of yeah, it. Yeah, he comes out of it, and immediately they all come out of it, like. You know, there wasn't even a like, okay, kid, talk to your mom. Yeah. You know, it just it automatically happens. Yeah, because they're linked, and I guess that was a thing. Right. Now, the point I wanted to make about this is that you didn't need to have many more other aliens of this type where we could go, well, why weren't they causing destruction? Right. You could have done it with the kid and his mom, and she could have said, okay, telepath- or telekinetic dampener, boom, the thing happens, the purple eyes happens, the carry effect happens, wind turns it on, hits it a couple of times, and goes, it's not working, come on, we've got to go. Right. That's all you needed. That's yeah. all you needed to do. You didn't need to say it like, it can't handle this many aliens. And especially if you're planning to slow play the destruction that would be caused right by the 30 collective. or so well, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. um but anyway so we'll go over to Elcorp they're about to start this thing again uh they're about to have another test Rhea grabs the thing the pad from Lena pushes everything up to max Lena's like what are you doing and Rhea's like the affection I feel for you is not feigned. <laughs> Remember, everything mm. I said to you, other than this, mm. is true. Is true. <laughs> but why does she sound like snart? <laughs> everything I've said to you is true. The affection <laughs> I feel for you is real, Mick. Um. Because I wanted, actually, I sort of was going for more of a, hmm, let's see. Let's see if I can try this. The affection I feel for you is unfeigned. <laughs> that does sound like a lady snart, doesn't it? Anyway. Uh, lady snart. It's oh, now that she's movie. royal. A lady. It's, a, <laughs> it's that movie with uh, Matthew Broderick and Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer, Lady Snart. Lady Snart! <laughs> lady Snart, where... Um, Mick, uh, Mick, Mick Rory, Rory. <laughs> is a wolf during daylight hours, and Len Snart is a hawk at night, yes. or something and like that. And only they can meet at dusk. They can only meet at dusk. It's very touching. Um, <laughs> Lady, Lady Snart. Snart. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so... They don't have too often to go on with this, because then... Supergirl, Jean, and Monel bust into the room. Yes, and they're like, "Turn it off!" And Lena's like, "I can't." And they're like, "Why won't it stop?" And it's like, well, "She must have made it uh, self-sustaining." Self-sustaining. Yeah. So and Supergirl immediately goes and starts trying to, you know, break shit up. Yeah, no, that's great. She she pulls the control panel out of the like the cylindrical turny thing right. in the room. But then doesn't like try to physically break it or melt it or anything like that. She just no. leaves it alone and she goes over to try to beat up on Mom L, but that doesn't work. Right. Uh, and then she's like, and then she goes and flies out towards uh, the Stargate. Stargate. And she tries to zap the Star. Now she looks right into the energy, <laughs> the center of the energy field in the Stargate, and zaps that. And I'm like, why don't you zap the ring? Yeah. Like cut a chunk out of the ring. See what that does. I mean, yeah, it may blow up the world, but it'll stop the It'll stop what's the, happening. The gate. Yeah. yeah. So um, then we cut back inside, and Jean is about, you don't hurt my family. And like I will say that they've tussled, and weirdly, Supergirl seemed to be getting the worst of it, and the shelving unit fell on Lena in such a way that it probably would have killed her, but yeah. she's knocked unconscious. Yeah. She should at least be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, he does that, and all of a sudden his eyes glow orangey-red, and Mom Ella's like, I ran into some white Martians, and they gave me this. And I'm like, when did you run into white Martians? <laughs> you were gone for like half a second. What did you, did you specifically go out to look for white? Where did you go? Yeah, and she's holding this thing that looks like the buzzer from Taboo. Yeah. And it is, you know, causing... Uh, uh, Jean to be trapped in his own mind in a constant nightmare. Which is what you might remember happened to McGann Moores. Yes. That was when the collective will of her people reached out to do that. So maybe they went to Mars. Maybe maybe they're like, you know what, I'm just going to go to Mars to get yeah. some shopping items. I mean, she, you know, after she stabbed her husband, she went on a little shoppy trip. And she, and she got know. this thing. And Monel just stands there. Yeah. And it's like, Break the thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know she's hit the button. Maybe it won't do anything, but you don't... Yeah, no. Break, break the break thing. It. Break yeah. it. Break it. Break it. <laughs> break it. But no. Break another little piece of... <laughs> okay. No. Break We're it. not doing that either. <laughs> okay. Break another little piece of my tech. You know no, baby. you can <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so finally when... Um, when when Monel gives his balls a tug, he he. <laughs> he, he says, "You tit fucker." Yes, okay. he tit fucker. Um, uh. He turns to his mother. And he says, "Stop this, mother!" And she's like, "No, no, I'm not going to." Me. He's like, "Well, you know what? You're you know what I do know. I know that uh, on what? this planet." We're not bulletproof. We're not bulletproof. And he whips out a gun and he's pointing it at, at his mom. And she's like, well, on Earth you're a hero. And what sort of hero kills his mother? Bang, bang, bang. Which uh, should have happened. Which should have happened. <laughs> yeah. But but then and then she's then he's like, where's father? And she's like, mm. and he's like, where's father? And she's like, he killed himself when he found out you weren't coming back. Mm, you broke his heart. Um, and I mean, we all know that she's manipulating him, right? Uh, and, and she's evil, and she's evil. Um, and I want to say again, the guy playing Monel does a really good job with this scene. He does. It's not my favorite scene because yeah. we know what's going to happen because he's like, I can't possibly bring myself to shoot my mom. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, I don't know, man. You could have, you could have shot her in a leg. That's what I was like. I was I'm, like, I'm shoot not, her in the shoulder. I'm not a know? big fan of shoot to wound because that usually doesn't work. But if you had to, you could have, you could have dropped on the floor and shot her ankle. And if you're, yeah, especially if you're a species that's allergic to lead, yeah, you're going to, you won't kill her. You'll, you'll stop her. You'll be able to get her to the DEO before the lead poisoning takes effect. Yeah. Maybe you'll be able to get her, to, you know, like. But anyway, but yeah, he wusses out. He wusses out, and uh, we find out that what is coming through the gate is all of the uh, other survivors of Daxum. Right. So all of the other Daxamites. So that's and it's in very small ships. Yes, but there are hundreds of these small ships. Yeah, containing each. Tens of people, so, yeah, because they say there's like thousands. There's thousands, and I mean these. There's a bunch of these ships. Uh, now, I guess the other question is, I, I guess she was away long enough to send a signal to all of the other Daxamites to tell them, scattered as they may have been, to rendezvous at one place. Yeah, I feel like when they were like right bef- before she stabbed her husband, anti-Semitic shit box Kevin Sorbo. Yes. We uh, all remember him. She. I wish we didn't. There was a, something about sending a message to the survivors right. of Daxum. Right. I do remember th- that. Yeah. So maybe, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, start heading this way. It's like when you're going out, you text your friends and you're like just out of the shower. Yeah. And like, but you know, they live a distance away. So, so you're you, like, I'm going to say, I'm going to start leaving. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll text you when I'm 15 minutes out or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, so, but they all show up. Yeah. And I guess they could turn that thing on anytime they want. So, right. you know, as long as everybody's where they need to be, they can get through. Yeah. And then like we see them sort of, 
you know, a horrified Supergirl sees them over Hovering National over city. city. And, like, the DEO is like, there's two, a, a dozen, two dozen, a hundred, hundreds of ships. ships. Yeah. And w- just like we mentioned in the prior uh, Daxum episode, ships being weird. Yeah, they're weird. These designs for these ships also Weird and ugly. They're weird and ugly. And the main Daxamite, the Daxamite mothership hasn't gotten any better. And, well, there was a point when we were given, like, an establishing um, aerial shot above all the ships. And I was like, oh, well, they do look like puzzle pieces. And so maybe they're meant to... Maybe they're a transformer. Maybe they're meant to fit together. Yep. Well, Some sort of Voltron. Something. Well, we're going to find out. Supergirl has two more episodes left this season. Uh, and with it, I hope we can end the Daxamite menace. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I think that's probably the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That, that was it. We, we left on a very menacing uh, sky full of Daxamite Full ships. of Daxamite ships. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Was that. Yeah. Um. Trying to think if there's anything we forgot, any references we didn't make. I think we made all the references we needed to. I feel that. Yeah, okay. So that must mean that it's time for plugs. Plugs! You know what? I'm going to defer to you to start with uh, Hisma this time. Okay, all right. I'm going to start with Hisma. That's How I Spent My Allowance. It is a podcast that both Patrick and I are on. We are. Uh, it is a With rev- friends. With friends. Uh, you know what? So I'll just start saying their names so everybody knows. It's uh, James Mason. That's right. <laughs> yes. uh, it's James Finley and uh, Naomi Collard and Riley Bartlebaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, a, it is a diverse panel. Yes. Um, talking about books that were written for teenage uh, cis white straight boys. Don't make it creepy. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. None no. of the books. Yeah, there was one called uh, "Do You Like Gladiators, Billy?" Which was <laughs> that book was a little weird. I was pushing for that. <laughs> yeah. <one. laughs> yeah the, there was a sequel. Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> I've never been on an airplane before. It's oh uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, we're right now we're reviewing Ed Greenwood Spellfire. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's going to be the first eight episodes, yep. uh, and then we're going to move over to Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's first book in the Dragonlance Chronicles. Um, uh, that is uh, Tales of Autumn Twilight, or uh, yes, Tales of Autumn Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's 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 a fun show. Um, the references are a little bit more concentrated <laughs> than they are here. Uh, it's mostly to old... Far less tangent. Yes, there are not as many tangents, which is weird for a, a discussion show with five people. Yeah. Um, but now, I will say this is the first uh, kind of D&D novelization right. that I've ever read. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting because I there has... I as we're, As we're reading it... I did happen to think back. I was like, you know what? I remember during some campaigns, because I p- played D&D a little bit in high school. Yeah. And then, but left it and then didn't get back to it till after college. Yeah. And it would often play with a lot of actor friends. Right. So I'm like, you know what? We should just put on a tape recorder at some point and get down some of the, you know, this campaign and get it into a story. And, and that's what these novelizations are. Uh, well, so the, the Dragonlance novels particularly are mm. that. And there were definitely parts of Spellfire that felt a lot like that. Um, there are a number of other novels, uh, which are mostly cash grabs. That's Shots Fired, TSR and <laughs> Wizards of the Coast, that are not at all like that. Um, but it... it it seems to me that, on average, the novels have a somewhat stronger spine if it was a campaign and it had the chance to breathe. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to give too much away because we're going to talk about this on Hisma, but there's parts of the Dragonlance saga, parts of the Dragonlance saga, 
modules that are cut out of the main books uh-huh. uh, because I used to have actually um, I thanked him I believe on this uh, show before so I'll thank him again or maybe I thanked him on his no I thanked him on this show I think uh, my friend Matt who used to um, basically be my one on one DM for a lot of a lot of adventures when we were younger when we were older uh, gave me as far as he could put together a complete set of the um, the Dragonlance modules, oh, okay. and I, I read through all of them. And there, there are a bunch that are sort of the adventures are alluded to, and they were cut out of the main books. And then they went back decades later, right. <laughs> and we're like, "Why don't we go ahead and write these interstitial novels?" And it didn't work out necessarily <laughs> as well as you might have wanted it to. Uh, okay. But there was there was actually one fairly important one that they cut out, and we'll we'll talk about that during um, Hisma. Uh, we'll talk about that during Hisma. We definitely will. How I spent, spent my, my allowance. 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 Yes, right. <laughs> uh, oh, that was the other thing. Uh, remember the things that you were writing down of things I need to put on the Patreon? Yeah. Yes, there was the level of uh, the point at which other people from Hisma can come on and do bonus episodes about how they spent their allowance. Bonus episodes. Right, so yes. we need to, that is the other thing that's I need to put. Level. yeah. Right. Um, so that's Hisma, and now let me go ahead and turn it over to Patrick. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know why I became a vampire all of a sudden, but I, as always, am going to plug the Clink Tank, which is... My other podcast that I do with Rob White, uh, Matt Bachman, Sean Byers, uh, and with us always is our producer, Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean's also a producer. Um, and then we, 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 we make a signature cocktail, and we drink those cocktails, and we discuss anything and everything under the sun except politics. politics. And uh, we talk about a lot of pop culture, a lot of current events, a lot of uh, television, uh, music, memes, uh, (laughs) video games, board games, you name it, we cover it, and we make our recommendations. We tell you what to watch, what to stay away from, what's a good binge, what's not a good binge. And we have guests on. Seth has been a guest. I've been a guest twice. Twice, and will be a guest more. Indeed. Um, and the the thing that we we strive for, what what I would say is our kind of uh, superpower, is that when you listen, um, it's like eavesdropping at a restaurant on a table full of. Slightly inebriated people. Eavesdropping in a restaurant or a place of business in a way which people in the Arrowverse are incapable of doing. <laughs> exactly. Unlike the the Arrowverse, you can hear us talking about yes. what we're talking about. And we know you're listening and we don't we don't uh change the subject. We don't we don't whisper. We don't we just let it fly. And um if you feel like talking back at us, please do. <laughs> um, and we are found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, you know, where you find uh, most of your podcasts. And you can also find us on Patreon. We are on Patreon at, um, and you just search The Clink Tank Podcast, because that's what we are. And, you know... You can donate and, and and get fun behind the scenes stuff. Uh, and each level, there are different things you can suggest. At certain levels, you can suggest things for us to watch or review. Uh, certain levels, you can um, name a drink uh, or and which our drinks are the names of our episodes. And we'll give you a shout out. And uh, also, at our highest level, hell, you can come on the show. And if you can't, if you're not local and can't make it into our studios, uh, we will figure out how to do a digital, yes, <laughs> a, uh, a on remote a, recording. Honestly, folks, since this is, uh, since we are living in the nation of Quarantinia uh, right now, we are probably going to figure out. Um, 
probably going to figure out that remote thing sooner, sooner rather than later. <laughs> it's the end of days. Yeah. And plus, <laughs> we want to have more people, like Patrick and I were talking about this, and we, we definitely want to have more guests sooner on uh, Arrow Chapter and Verse. Mm-hmm. But we're a little bit wary of inviting other people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like we're in parties of two. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a safe bubble. For at least for right now. I've been reading some articles that may indicate otherwise. Well, so. that's your first problem. You're reading. Uh, <laughs> no, what did oh, I tell Patrick. you about that book learning? <laughs> you, you told me that you wanted to be on this podcast that I'm doing? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the clink tank. And speaking of... Patreons or Patreons. <laughs> this show and how I spent my allowance are both supported by the same Patreon. And that Patreon is Cogifes. That's right. You can find us at patreon.com slash Cogifes. That's L-L-A-W-G-Y-F-F-E-S. And if you're just searching for us on Patreon or Patreon, you can find us at Cogifes. That's L-L-A-W space G-Y-F-F-E-S. And uh, there are currently five levels of uh, patronage to which you can subscribe. And there are many, many um, dollar-per-month goals. And as I've explained a couple of times, but I'll continue to do so, the reason that they're dollar-per-month goals and the reason that a number of them are high is that in order to create more content, I'm going to have to get people to spend more time doing this. And in order to do that, because... All of the people that are on my shows are local actors, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to have to offer them uh, money to compensate for the revenue that they can't earn by being in shows and whatnot because they now have a schedule to keep um, creating more content for you all. So yep. that is why those levels cost what they do. Um, and But they're so worth it. They're so worth it. In fact... The first dollar per month goal is not that high at all. It's only $50 a month, and we are a mere $37 a month away from Patrick and I reviewing the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series, and you want us us to do that. now. We want that content. We want it. And you might be saying to yourself, well, Seth, I'm going to get you that $50 a month, and I'm going to say thank you. Yes. I'm going to get you that $50 a month. But what happens when you run out of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited content? Oh! <laughs> then I'm going to say a few words to you. And yes. Those words are Batman, mm. the brave and the bold. Yep. <laughs> oh. That's right. We've got plans. Well, there, are, there are plans. So many plans. So many plans. Like uh, there's, 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 there's Gotham. There's Gotham. We- that's going to be really high up there. That's a, that's a big one because that's... A, Yes. <laughs> There's the Flyer Firefly musical. The Firefly musical at $5,000 a month. Uh, Hisma, the cast of Hisma, will write, produce, and record a full-length Firefly the musical musical. Yep. Yes, we certainly will. Uh, but there are, there are many rewards uh, that you can find out on patreon.com slash clogives. That's L-L-A-W. G-Y-F-F-E-S. Yes. Yes. And we'd also like to tell you, both Patrick and I would like to tell you, that these three shows, The Clink Tank, How I Spent My Allowance, and Arrow, Chapter, and Verse, are exclusive yes. to the Steve, Steve Network. Network. That's right, Steve. When you're looking for something good to hear, Steve. Steve. Do you want quality podcasts? Steve. Steve. Do you want nerdy podcasts? Steve. Steve. Do you want three podcasts? Steve. Steve. When you're looking for good stuff in your ear holes, only on Steve. Steve. <laughs> and I think I think that brings us to the end of plugs. It does. It does. So I'm going to say that we uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We do. And we hope you're having a good day. We do. Uh, be safe, be healthy. Yes. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.